Consider snippet series is generously sponsored by the Saka family in memory of Joseph Saka. We're up to the next line, and we are closing in soon on the Amida. MS Atahu Rishon, Viatahu Acharonu, Mibaladacha, Einlanu, Melach, Goel, Umoshi, and not only a catchy nigga and a catchy tune, but a very, very beautiful tefillah, a beautiful sentence. It's our next expression of MS. We have been affirming, we have been declaring the things that we know to be most true that are unequivocal, that are non-negotiable, that are not debatable. So we've been repeating this refrain of MS, that which is so core and so basic, so foundational. And among them is that Atahu Rishon Atahu Acharon. What do we mean? Atahu Rishon, Hashem, you're first, Acharon, and you're last. What are we talking about? Is there a line? Are people lining up? Is there a chronology, a timeline? What does it mean that you are first? Your first is somewhat easy. doesn't mean you're the first, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu exists outside of time. The Rebona Shalom exists outside of the limitation. Time itself is a creation. The girl points out, what is the very first creation? Go back to Bracious. The beginning of the world, the beginning of creation, what is the first thing that was created? Most people think, Bracious Baralokim S. Shemayim Vaharetz. Most mistakenly think the very first things that were created or Shemayim Var, it's heaven and earth. The Gros says that is not the first creation. What is the first creation? Bereshis bara. Kodesh Baruch Hu created the beginning. What does it mean, a beginning? A beginning is only meaningful if there's something that follows. A beginning, a middle, an end, a timeline, a chronology. It's only meaningful if time exists. So time is a creation, just like physical space just like physical material objects, just like the animal world and human beings are all creations, so too time is a creation. So maybe Atahu Rishon means you precede creation. You're the first. You're outside of time. What does Atahu Acharon mean? You're last. What does that mean, you're last? You're the last one standing. Turn out the light. You'll be the last one here. What does it mean to describe Hashem as the last? The first, maybe I understand. So Mepharshim explain that we're not talking about chronology. We're not talking about a timeline. Kaddish Baruch the Almighty is outside of time. We have a beginning, a middle, and an end. We have a first and a last. But Kaddish Baruch the Almighty, He's not bound by space. He's not bound by time. He transcends. So Ato Rishon Ve'ato Acharon is not talking about in time. What is it talking about? What is the theme of this whole paragraph? The theme of this bracha that follows Shema? How do we conclude the bracha right before the Amidah? Bracha Hashem. Has anyone here ever davened before? Gal Yisrael, Hashem, you are the redeemer of the Jewish people. And that's what this means. Ato Rishon means you were the cause, the catalyst. You are responsible for the first gula. And what was the first gula? Gulas Mitzrayim. As a nation, as a people, our first collective redemption, our first national redemption was the redemption from Egypt. Atu Rishon means we got out of Egypt because of you. And Atu Acharon therefore means, in the same context, what does Acharon mean? The last Gula, the final Gula, the eschatological era, the end of days, when Mashiach will come and Gula will fully occur the gula that we long for and that we wait for, your Rishon, how do we know you can do it again? How do we know we should be waiting for you? How do we know you're the one who could bring about 
what we're longing and waiting for? Because Atahu Rishon, you did it before. You were the cause of our first redemption. And Atahu Acharon, you will be the cause and you are in charge of the final Geula as well. Rav Schwab understands a little bit differently. Schwab understands that Goel is the end of the sentence. And without you, Hashem, Without you, we have nothing. We are nothing. We have no one. Without you, we don't have a king, we don't have a goel, and we don't have a Mashiach. What is the difference between a goel and a Mashiach? Melech, we know. The last sentence, we just described Hashem as a Melech. What's the difference between a goel and a Mashiach? So if Schwab says, goel is gula shlema. Because you're the goel means complete. Full, final. Moshiach means it saved me from a circumstance. I was in a dangerous situation. I was threatened. And you were the Moshiach. You swept in and you were a savior from the threat. But it's not a Gula Shlema. Goel is Gula Shlema. Moshiach is Moshiach B'miktas. It's a Moshiach from Tsaros, but it's incomplete. So if Shoab says, what are we referring to here in the sentence? He says, the Geula of Neis Hanukkah was complete. What made it complete? Where did it end up? What did we resume? Getting no help here today. We were back in the base of Mikdash, the miracle of Hanukkah. Moshiach, which is partial, we were saved from a threatening situation and circumstance, but it wasn't a fuller, complete redemption. We weren't back in the base of Mikdash. What is Moshiach's description of? Seriously? Purim. Purim, Gemara Megillah tells us, that even though the threat of Haman and Achashverosh was over, but we were still in Golis. We were still in and are still in exile. So what we're saying is, you're the cause of the first redemption and you will be the cause of the last. And whether it's a Goel or a Moshiach, we long for a Goel and it'll be the Gula Shlema, the Amitis, Mamish. I knew that would wake up at least one of you. But we long for when you'll be the goal, the gula shlema, the complete and the final. But even until then, when it's just a Moshiach, even until then that you keep bailing us out and saving us from threats and from dangerous circumstances, we recognize and we accept and we're grateful. Even if not yet goel, gula shlema, only yet Moshiach will take what we can get. We'll continue our Mitzvah tomorrow night.